Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Charlotte. Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. Hey guys, uh, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. My name is Janie Charlotte, your host, and I am co-hosting this evening with Russell Bruce. Hello, everybody out there. All right, guys, on today's podcast, we are talking about the capacity to love and um, not love in a romantic setting or anything like that, but a very true, unconditional, deep love. Um, and I like to use God and love very interchangeably. Um, I think it's such a great time to talk about the capacity to love because of where we are in a global world standpoint. Um, a lot of people feel like, um, the times that we are in is the end of a time, end of an era, perhaps we're moving into a new time, a new era. And I believe we are, I believe we are moving into a new time, a new era. I believe we are moving into more of a oneness. Um, duality, which is, you know, stark differences, you know, left, right, up and down. We're starting to see those things really, really fade away. Um, and so I think discussing the capacity to love is very important right now. I think it will help with, um, alignment, seeing where you fit in, seeing what, what timeline you want to personally fit in, because we are in some very interesting times right now. So I want to start this podcast off with reading two passages from a upcoming book that Russell and I are both co-authoring, and we're really excited about it. We've been working on it um, close to a year now, actually. And so I'm going to read What is Capacity? And this is What is Capacity in Relation to Love? Everything comes to us, belongs to us, if we create the capacity to receive it. Rabindranath Tagore. Understanding capacity can unlock so many frustrations in our daily lives. It's the building, the expanding, the growth, and the excitement of getting close to what we desire. Yet it is the stretching, the plunge into the unknown, the tapping into the less comfortable, the acceptance of being a rookie of the new thing. And it's the pruning out of all things associated with the process of becoming expansive. In love, capacity is growing and expanding of the heart space. It is embracing others as one with ourselves. It is seeing the divinity in them. The capacity to love is freely allowing and selflessly expressing unconditional love in all that we do. In thinking, in giving, receiving, speaking, listening, seeing, sharing, living, working, coexisting, and simply being. So we're also going to read What is Love? And this is also as a capacity. I know for sure that love saves me and that it is here to save us all. Maya Angelou. At the basic simplistic layer, God is love. God is the creator of all that is and all that will ever be. So is love. 
To accept that God is love is accepting that nothing else other than love exists. We may not always witness this in the world because of the suffering, poverty, pain, disease, famine, deceit, and selfishness that we see. But this is expressed in a world because we forget that we are truly love at the core of our being. We forget that we are one with God at the core of our being. God is accepting authentic, genuine, and truth of all that is. So is pure, unconditional love. There is no standard to meet. Love is to give without expecting anything in return. Love just is. God transforms, heals, provides, and protects. Love stands alone in the very same way. As humans, we are just vehicles to allow love to work in, as, and through us. Coming into this knowing allows us to illustrate the vibrations of love, such as compassion and empathy with ourselves and others. So um, that's heavy, right? That's, um, that is a, at a very deep level of understanding love. Um, and I know a lot of times because of uh, human conditions, because of maybe political affiliation, race, gender, um, social class, uh, we tend to not love. And we have to get into a place of unconditional love. And to love does not mean that you turn a blind eye to the worries and the problems of this world. But it is to know and to truly accept and to um, be the example that in spite of those things, we can still love. Or work to correct them. Or work to correct them. Collectively. Yes, and, and we believe that is truly the new age of oneness. Um, and we can see it now. I mean, um, religion is, is really starting to, um, I want to use the proper word for this, but we're really starting to see... Um, More of the traditional ways of religion fading it. Because love is really the true religion. you know. Right. And we've had these discussions... You know, when you could go into a church and, you know, people that's been going there for years and years and years, but there's, there's no love in their heart. I mean, they're, they're arguing over who's the, the choir director and they're arguing over things that really does not matter, right? Yeah. So we really wanted to to get into the capacity to love, um, the barriers to building the capacity, how to build the capacity to love. A lot of times we go through life, we experience so many things, but one of the true purposes of being on earth is building your capacity to love. So sometimes those difficult situations, those relationships that didn't work, you know, the ended relationships, the loss of jobs, the difficult child, you know, that difficult boss you have to deal with every single day. Those people and situations are sometimes put in your, in your path to expand and to grow and to grow your capacity to love. Because like Russell said, the vibrations of love is compassion and empathy. Love is the highest vibration in the entire universe. So 
we have to learn how to seek unconditional love. So we're gonna just talk about some ways, the barriers, and then how to build capacity as well. So the first one we wanna tackle, of course, is ego. Ego is almost completely opposite of love. When I think of love, I think the opposite of that is fear and the ego is very protective of itself. Love is very surrendering. Love, there's nothing to protect because the perfect love actually casts out fear. So um, the ego wants to protect itself and it's, it's all based out of fear. So anything else you want to add as far as ego? Well, just listening to what you're saying, you know, the ego being protective and fear-based, it's like the lack of vulnerability. So... You know, I know within like male-female relationships, That's a good barrier. the lack of vulnerability is probably one of the biggest like hurdles. Like a lot of people will build these barriers up around their heart, and you know, based upon say past felt relationships, childhood trauma, etc., you know, they they lack vulnerability, and I look at it as you know, almost like a slingshot, right? You know, the further you pull back, the further it's going to go forward. If you only pull back a little bit or you're only a little vulnerable and you let it go, you're only going to go so far. But if you're more vulnerable, the further you pull back, you can go a lot further. And I think that's a capacity thing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, a person can only love as deeply as they've been loved or they've they've they allowed love. love to come in. Exactly. exactly. Um, and so you have to kind of know your capacity to love and also someone else's capacity to love because everybody is not dealing with the same capacity. Um, you know, let's say someone who experienced um, child molestation or rape or something like that in childhood. A lot of times those are very traumatic experiences that really, really close off the heart chakra, close off that heart space from expanding um, because, of course, because they were hurt. And as a child, you don't really know um, how to heal that because you don't really know what's appropriate touch and what's not appropriate if that happened to you. So until you can kind of start putting those pieces together of what was appropriate and what's not appropriate, you can't even begin to heal it. Um, so yeah, trauma, childhood experiences is a very good barrier. And that, that may warp their ideology of what love really is. Exactly. Depending upon who the perpetrator was. Like if it was a close relative per se. Exactly. You know, who constantly told them that they loved them but were abusing them in that manner. And abusive, you know, any right. kind of abuse, verbal abuse, you know, sexual abuse, any type of abuse, physical abuse. Um, it's it's very true. It'll warp it. And so if that child grows up, you know, and become an adult and have not kind have somehow blocked that trauma out or normalized it. or normalized it those things are going to constantly show up and it shows up to be healed when things come up it comes up to be healed but sometimes it comes up in a very destructive way and so people around you may want to run away because whoa this is you know this is toxic this is bad behavior this is this is a little bit much but things will always come up that's not healed and it comes up to heal it so yeah 
Um, another barrier is human conditions. I mentioned that a little bit um, earlier in what I read from the book. Human conditions are things that are just conditions. And remember, we said capacity to love and building the capacity to love is unconditional. Unconditional, it does not change based on conditions. So love should not change based on social status. It should not change based on medical status. It should not change based on uh, gender, sex, um, political affiliation. Those things, unconditional love should not change based on human conditions. Very true. Yeah. It should transcend them. You should transcend them. Absolutely. Um, and, and like I said, we really want to focus on a love that is a God love, a love for all, a oneness, seeing the God in somebody, therefore seeing the goodness in them and seeing the, the light in them. There's a lot of bad things that happen. There's, I mean, there's some downright terrible things that occur. And again, I'm not saying turn a blind eye to those things. I am saying build a capacity to love in spite of those things. Um, and it takes work. It takes a lot of work, sometimes years. It takes a lot, a lot of work, foremost on ourselves. You know, and a lot of times these negative things that tend to impact us are mere opportunities. You know, we're here in this world, which is pretty much like a soul classroom, per se. And your greatest lessons come from experience, you know. So it's like, and, and how you overcome these things. And uh, so a lot of times you can't look at negative things as something is happening to you but it's something that's happening for you because if, if you look at who you are today and, and you're moving in, in a light that you're happy with, you really look back at your past, take the good and the bad, and you really wouldn't change it. You know, like some of the negative things that happened in my life or whatever, or humble beginnings, I would not change any of it because all of it made me who I am today. You know, the good, bad, indifferent you know, and it's like our journey was predestined. So it's it's all about how do we overcome and go through the obstacles, which really are just mere illusions, you know, at the end of the day, because, you know, we're all here to, to seek out love in some shape, form or fashion. And, uh, you know, without jumping into what we're going to talk about next. Yeah, the only too. thing I wanted to mention also um, as a barrier is also, and one of the, the biggest barriers is lack of self-love. Oh, it all starts itself. <laughs> yeah, all love stems from self-love. Um, love for your spouse, love for your child, love for your coworkers, love for your enemies. It all first starts with your own self-love. And in the passage, Russell uh, read that we forget, one, that we are love at the core. So we forget that we're love. We, we do all these things in life. Um, we feel like we have to go outside of ourselves to find ourselves when we've been inside of ourselves the whole time. And the other part of that passage said that we forget that love is 
with the, that God is within us and not out of us, outside of us. And that is so important because in time, over time, through history, it, it's been a belief for many people that God is outside of us and, and it's not. Uh, God, which I like to use interchangeably, is love. So love is within us. And if we are to be made in the image of God, then we should be in the image of love. So everything we do, speak, you know, to others, coexisting in life, sharing, living, we should be doing it in love. There is nothing we cannot do or say to anyone if it's, if, as long as it's said in love. There's difficult things that sometimes I have to say to people, but I say it in love. I try to say it in a very compassionate way. I try to say it in an understanding way. I try to say it in a very non-judgmental way, but it, it all comes from love. And I think if people can feel that with our actions, followed with the words that we use, then they could understand that. Um, so if we are to be in the image of God, which is love, then we should be exerting that every day in everything that we do. Exactly. And the thing is, we are all, you know, looking for a savior, so to speak. But at the end of the day, when you look in the mirror, you should see that savior because that savior is within you. God right. created all of us equipped with everything that we need. And uh, like a, a poem I wrote about 10 years ago, there was a part of it that said, you know, we all been waiting on God with so much trust when all along God's been waiting on us. Right. You know, because God is within and, you know, and even, you know, the parables in which Jesus spoke of, he said that the kingdom was within man. Exactly. You know, so it's like, you know, and the thing is, I think what happens is throughout history with different religions, I think a lot of times the cultural aspect uh, has taken over, you know, because religion for the most part is a deification of a culture. So if you look, most of the religions were, you know, developed or evolved out of certain cultures, whether it was for control of uh the people who they've dominated or to, to rally their people in some type of renaissance. Like you look at the European Renaissance and you look at Christianity, that's an example within Islam, you know, the, the Arab culture, et cetera, or Judaism within the Jewish culture, no different than in ancient Egypt with the, the mystery systems, you know, the comedic texts can rally the black people in ancient Egypt around different deities etc so i think what happens now is you know the fact that we're in a multi multicultural society where the dominant culture's religion is it's pretty much been normalized as the world religion around the world when there are different aspects so at the end of the day I think that your savior should look like you. You know, we're all beautiful and unique in our own ways. So when you see yourself, you should see the God within you. And when we see each other, we should see the different aspects of God within each and every one of us because we all represent a different part. No different than how we talked the other day. Like 
why you should be thankful for your kidney. Exactly. <laughs> you know, as well as your heart. You know, you yeah, can because, elaborate on that. Yeah, well, we, we just had a conversation about how um, the oneness and basically we're all a part of the same God body. Um, so the sun has a job, the moon has a job, you know, the stars have a job, the planets, the planets have a job and we have a job because we're a part of that oneness just the same. We are all one, right? So we were having a conversation and we were just talking about our bodies and our body is, is just so like amazingly perfectively made. The heart has a job. The kidneys have a job. The lungs have a job. The, you know, the bladder system have a job. Everything works in conjunction in the way it should. And so we all are here as well. We all have a job. And it is a great awakening right now. We are in the greatest awakening, spiritual awakening that I've witnessed in my lifetime. Um, and Russell, he kind of said the same thing. He said that this is probably on the largest scale that he's that he's seen. And if you know that if you were called to this time, you are doing your work in some capacity. Um, you got some people that were called as warriors where they were at riots and they felt like they had to uh, be voices for the voiceless. We are called in a way that we are transcending love, an unconditional love, a oneness. And this, again, this is what this podcast is all about, to connect the hearts and the mind together in alignment, a oneness. So I won't indulge more on that but just to kind of reiterate something that you were saying we were talking about say like if the kidney or the heart was failing or whatever then you know the whole body is really out of whack and the whole body has to pay attention to that one part that is not working to get it back up to speed so that the whole body is functioning properly and that's what we as a human race have to do in order to make sure all is good because we can't continue down this path where we see people suffering and starving and all of these different things and you know just be the passerby and exactly act like it's not happening because at one point it's going to show up at everybody's doorstep and i think that's what's happening now yeah and and if you could really wrap your minds around this that a lot of what we're seeing on earth is because as a oneness, our consciousness, we created it. We created it with, as a whole collective group, everything that we are seeing. So as a whole collective group, we can all change our consciousness and see something different. Um, again, you know, people, we, people say, well, God is love. Why is it all this famine and hunger and everything? And again, it's because we forget. We forget that we are love. That there's nothing else outside of that other than love. And if we could remember that and we could operate every single day in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, and in our nations, that we are love, there's, there's no reason why there should be a, not be a shift in consciousness to a more oneness. So what are some other things to help build capacity? Yes. <laughs> Matter so, of fact, let's... Talk about in relationship, how does capacity show up and, and how do we build it? So 
let's just say, let's just preface that Ruffalo and I, we're not relationship experts, but we both have had our share of relationships, failures, um, you know, divorces. You're looking at four divorces between the both of us. And what, what I love is that I never stopped loving. I never stopped saying that I'm going to stop loving after one failed marriage or after two failed marriages because I'm here on this earth to love. Um, and then I think that we can move on from relationships in love. Hey, we gave it our best shot. You and I, we, we're at a, we're at a crossroads. We have to decide what is best for us. And I think that's okay. So capacity in relationships will be, it could, it could be amazing or it could be a real hindrance. Um, I think we, we often talk about your capacity if you have a, a, a large gallon. If your capacity to love is a gallon, I mean, you're, you're loving, you have this huge heart, you just expressive, expansive, you, you give it all out all day long, but you're dating someone that has a little pint size and you're trying to pour all that into that little pint size that person cannot handle that. They just can't handle it. Might smother them. You'll maybe smother them. They're, they're fearful. They may run away. Um, or it may be some things that you're giving them, but they have no capacity to give it back to you. Or they may try to poke a hole in your gallon and let it drain out. It, that too. <laughs> so capacity is important, but you can, you can really, um, you can discern the capacity of others very easily. You just have to pay attention to their actions. People say things all the time, but you just have to pay attention to the actions they actually live by. Um, but how to build capacity, right? So one of the first things that we mentioned in the book, and our book is going to be amazing. We just doing like very surface level things from it, um, is letting go of offenses, you know, forgive, let go of offenses of others, forgive yourself and forgive others. Sometimes we, we go through life, we've forgiven others, but we never truly forgave ourselves. You know, we're trying to make up for those mistakes. You know, we're trying to make up for something we didn't, one time we wasn't there for our child, one time we wasn't there for our spouse, and they made us, you know, they made it known to us, and then, you know, we're trying to make up. So, you have to forgive offenses and let it go. That's good stuff. Yeah. You know, and just to piggyback off what you were saying about, you know, we've had relationships that may not have lasted, or marriages, or whatever, you know, and it's not always a negative thing. You know, there are positive things that come out of it. So we just look at them as classrooms, you know, got got the certificate, moved on. Yeah. But uh, the whole thing is still allowing yourself to be vulnerable to move on. I think a lot of people would, would you know, pack their bags, close up on love and, you know, just go out and start chasing material things of that nature only to come back to that they want love. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so that's a part of the healing and forgiving. Um, and that's all a part of letting go of offenses and healing and being very reflective. Like a lot of people go through situations <clears throat> and they don't want to reflect on what happened, but you have to reflect. That's the only way you learn. This is truly a learning classroom. This is a soul classroom. You, we are all here to evolve. Our souls are here to evolve and get higher and higher in consciousness. And 
if you don't pass that test, you're going to keep getting the same test, the same test over and over again. So forgive others, forgive yourself, let the offenses go, heal from your issues and do some self-reflection. I always try to say, what could I have done better? What was my issue? How can I grow? What is it I'm trying to, what is it that I have to learn in this situation? That is so true. You know, and the thing is, I'm just, the best thing I could tell everybody, never give up on love. Because even if you try to give up on it, at some point you're going to come back to it. And I think, you know, some conversations I have with people who are single, you could you could hear that they were hurt before and they lived this life of avoidance. You know, sometimes, you know, even with guys it's like, man, you know, I ain't going to love her more than she loved me, you know my daddy or my uncle said or whatever some, with, some single dude giving yeah. them some, some bad information but the whole thing is you know you could you could those relationships get and just like business right you look at most of the people in business to become multi-millionaires or whatever they bankrupt several businesses before they get there but the thing is, they don't. That's why they quit. become they the experts. Quit. Exactly. The people who are going to be best at relationships are the people who wipe off their wounds, get up, and keep doing it. The ones who quit and run the other way, they're not going to be the ones because they're going to be the ones that are guarded and they're going to be sitting there like you know, if they do this, I'm gonna do that, and all this other stuff. Then you're limiting yourself, and your capacity your capacity does not grow that way. And another thing I'm going to add while we're out at this, you know, those who who have tr children could attest, you know, you may have thought you were in love until you have a child. You have a child, then you really understand what unconditional love is because you love that child regardless of what they do wrong. Like, And they do a lot yeah, of things wrong. Yeah, they could upset you or whatever. <laughs> they do a lot of things day, wrong. They love you and... We could learn from that to learn how to love other people. I'm talking about it's hard, but we have to learn that the capability to love someone unconditionally exists, you know, so that that was a lesson for me. Yeah, and what I want to mention is that um, we mentioned this also in the reading, the passage that we read, is that love just is. It's not doing something to receive something. It is doing it and letting it go. It is doing it because it is what you know is the right thing to do and not because you want something in return. There is no exchanges. Love just is. Just like God just is. God provides, protects, heals. Love does the same thing. Love does not mean that you have to do those things and keep and you yourself get abused and you know stay in situations where you're getting abused no but it is saying listen i'm doing this for you because hey this is what i should do as your fellow sister your fellow brother this is what i should do as a human being to you this is what i should do this is the god thing to do not and then a lot of times you have to have a conversation with yourself because again, remember the ego, the ego wants to protect and preserve itself. And so that is the fear. That is the, you know, the protection. And you have to have a conversation with yourself. And I've said this on more than one podcast. 
when you are at a crossroads and you have to make a decision, ask yourself, am I doing this out of love or am I doing this out of fear? And if, and if you don't know right away, take some time to think about it and allow the universe to give you that answer before you make a decision on anything because you want to make that decision out of love. That's good stuff. Last thing before we move mm -hmm. on. Um, and this is so important. And I keep saying the same thing. Love is God. God is love. I use them interchangeably. So... As a woman, my heart is the most sacred thing as a feminine energy. It is the most, this is the thing that as women, as feminine energy, that we do and can do and can do and can do. So I say that because you have to protect it. Um, you have to be very cautious of, of who you give it to especially if it's in a romantic way. But again, remember, love is God. So if it is in a romantic type situation, a romantic love, you want to make sure that that love is in God and it's not in anything else. It's not in anything physical. It's not in anything material. It's not in any hurt, any pain. That love is in God. And it should, be, it should be very sacred in that spot. And when you give it out, especially in a romantic love, that, that masculine energy should come into that space in the presence of God. God is love. Love is God. So in that space is the presence of God. And the presence of God is always something you can feel. It, and it's, uh, it feels great. It feels amazing. It feels like connection. It feels... Preach. Yeah, it feels like that. <laughs> if it does not feel like that, it is most likely not in God, in the presence of God. It is most likely in something else. And sometimes you have to take some time to figure out, where, what is this? What is this feeling? What is it? Where does it come from? Well, in, in, at the end of the day, you should be able to see God in each other. Yeah. So it's like... It's I, so I, important. And I, and I truly believe that if feminine and masculine energies, I think we could really, really, if we could get understand this, we could really understand and change so much in relationships as regards to romantic love. Because it just... Is the is the is the only way. It's the only way. I'm gonna tell you that is the only way that it will truly be satisfying at a very deep level, and that will infinitely grow on and on and on, on and on and ultimate on. Ultimate staying power. The ultimate staying power because everything else, physical will go, material will go. It'll get old. I mean, you know, you could buy a house. Now what? You know, you can buy a car now, what? But that love in in God, okay, it's infinite, and it grows and it grows and it grows. It, it's infinite. And that goes to another thing we discussed. You know, like a lot of people talk about short term, long term goals. You know, like within relationships, say a couple gets married, we're gonna buy a house, we're gonna uh, get this car, we're gonna put the kid, we're gonna have kids, we're gonna put them in private school. Well, some people might hit those goals in the first three to five years, 
And then what? What's next? You know, you have the house, you have the cars, you have the great jobs, your kids in private school. What's next? So you have to have not only short-term, long-term goals, you have to have infinite goals. Yeah. You know, it's like we're going to walk to God together. So it's like you're going to build your mind and your consciousness, which is eternal. You know, I could read books and study scriptures and seek out ancient texts, travel around the world, digging them up till I'm 120 and I still won't know everything. Exactly. But the thing is, it's like my soul journey is is just really getting started. So it's like, this is something that will, I could leave this realm and take it over to the next realm. And if I died and came back, you know, those believe in reincarnation, my Akashic record within my soul will carry this information over. That's why you're running into people now and you're like, why is it so familiar? Because you may have experienced them another time, but that's that's going to be another book and another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And and remember, the feminine energy is being. It's just being. And so when you're being love, you are in your greatest energy. And when you're being love and in your so you're being God in the presence of God, that masculine energy has to come. And if he if he cannot come in the presence of God, then it's in the presence of something else. Like I said, and you have to evaluate that. But it truly is the the most infinite journey together that I think, and that's just my opinion, that um the ultimate, ultimate stain. Because now your relationship is based on a third energy. Um you know, and they say all the time, you know, when you marry is between, is a covenant, is the two people and God in the middle. And so that truly is the energy, is is the, is this, the energy of God, of love. So if you just think of let's keep love at the foundation of everything we do, it's going to be hard to really, you know, mess that up. And, and that's going to take. Like a lot of transparency and the and ulti- a lot of the ultimate vulnerability. You're pretty much laying your heart on the altar to, yeah. to this other person. And don't get me wrong. Everybody is not at that capacity. Everybody is not at that capacity. Discern that. Discern that. You know, it may be the masculine that is in his divine uh, capacity right now, and it's the feminine who has to catch up. So it is, and vice versa. So you have to discern where each other is, but that's the middle ground. Right, and, and it, that's and the it's foundation. Not, it's not that it, they're not capable of getting there, but there's work to be done. You know, like we said, and most of it is on yourself. Yeah, and if it's based upon past hurts, etc. You know, but I think what people do most of the time is they try to get people to either minimize their capacity or bring the other person up when they're not capable because a person can only love you to the depth of which they were loved they're able to give love or their capacity yes and and if they some people are loving you at their capacity and you and you still can't feel it and but that and that doesn't make it uh bad or good it's just that the capacity doesn't match and and sometimes people don't want to work on their capacity and that's when you have to use judgment and discernment like okay you know should i continue on my own journey or should i wait for this person to catch up and that's just kind of where it is but let's keep going on 
um, to build capacity, right? So we said, let go of past offenses. Um, avoid complaining, you know, about the problems. I'm a solution-oriented person. Let's talk about the solutions. Here's the problem, let's talk about the solutions. So avoid complaining because complaining will not build your capacity. Um, you know, if there's a situation, let's just say it's at, at your work or something, it's a coworker, she's sloppy with her work or whatever, um, you, you cannot focus on the problem because everything you focus on grows. So focus on the solution. And you'll learn that that could also build your capacity to loving other people that are different from you, that may not be, you know, as whatever, intelligent or whatever. You, you're able to have more patience with people. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, the other one is make room for personal relationships in building capacity. And so try not to just have business-like relationships where there's just always an exchange. I do this for you, you do this for me, that's our relationship. Have a real personal relationship. Get to know people personally. Dig into who they are. You know, ask deeper questions. Don't ask on the surface questions and, and truly mean it. Like if you, if your intention is not pure, if your intention is to ask questions about somebody because there's something you're trying to get from that person, don't do it because your intentions are not pure and you're going to get exactly what you put out in the universe. It's always going to come back. So have pure intentions, get to know people personally, get to know who they truly are outside of all the titles that they may hold for themselves. Yes, that's good stuff. And, and just dealing with people in general, I think within the next 24 hours, we should like all do this. Like whether you're watching this today or you see this video a week or a month from now, spend the next 24 hours, everybody you come in contact with, just be intentionally nice and joyous to everybody and just see how it impacts their life as well as your own. And hopefully you'll like feel so good about it. You'll just stay stuck in that energy, you know, because a lot of times, especially now, like with everything that's going on, quarantine, you know, we're walking around with masks on our face and on, you just looking and see the fear in everybody's eyes. You know, people tend to look at me sometimes and think I'm weird because if I'm at, at the coffee uh, maker at the office or in the store going through the checkout line when they ask me how my day's going I say it's amazing yeah I feel amazing and I mean it you know mm -hmm. but they all look at me because they're not used to people saying that mm -hmm. you know they're used to people like oh it's all right or whatever or good or whatever you know I feel amazing you know what I'm saying so it's like and I speak to them and I try to uplift them and, and you know make their day a little bit brighter and a lot of times I notice that they perk up and they tend to respond to my energy and and it's because that is free it doesn't cost us anything to say something nice to people you know to compliment them or or do whatever it's like we just need to get out of this meism thing and get into the usism you know yeah. because that's the only way we're about to change the world yeah and um, one last thing we want to add as far as uh, building capacity is being present. And I wanted to read a passage from the book, but my laptop just <laughs> went dead. But basically, be present 
in the present moment when people are talking, you know, don't be texting, don't be emailing, um, be in the present moment so that you are fully aware of everything that that person is communicating with you right now. Um, and present moments, again, is always, is something you could really um, witness and feel and truly gain a deeper understanding of. So I always like to say, you know, sometimes it's just, presence is just feeling the wind on your skin outside. Like you can feel the breeze on your skin. You can feel the warmth of the sun and you're present. You're present with the sun. You, you're you looking at the sun and you're saying, wow, that feels so good on my skin. Um, you are in the presence of a kiss with, with your lover and you're in the presence of that kiss and you can feel that person's energy and you're present in that kiss um you're present in you you're tasting food and you know every swallow is amazing and you can taste the flavors that's presence um a lot of times i post my flowers on social media because I love them I, I it put it keeps me in love it, it puts me in the present moment because at that moment I'm looking at the flowers I'm smelling the flowers I'm listening to a song and it keeps me in the moment so present moments allow it, it helps you to really build your capacity to love because we are are all here to love and the sooner we could heal ourselves, work in ourselves, get to that next level in love, whether it's, you know, learning how to love a baby now, you know, you have a new baby, whether you have a new spouse, it's, it's taking that love to the next level. We are all here to expand in, in, in loving each other. Capacity to love. Yeah. So, we went over time today, but when we start talking about capacity to love, things start to, you know, <laughs> roll off the brain. Anyway, this has been another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. We appreciate you guys so much. Thank you all for supporting this podcast. Again, truly, truly, truly a mission from the most high. This podcast is inspired by love. God, relationships, spirituality, justice, culture, family, children, finances, freedom, personal growth, energy and vibrations, universal principles, health, education, masculine and feminine energies, music, and all things of the heart and soul. We appreciate you guys. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook. YouTube and several podcasting uh, platforms. platforms yeah, Spotify, Google, Anchor. Um, you name it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> That's enough. Of yeah. <laughs> so, guys, we appreciate you all again. Janie Charlo and Russell Bruce. And we will see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you.